Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Do you ever feel like you don't know what in the world you should be doing with your life and you don't know where to begin? Maybe it's because of summer vacation, or maybe you're in the middle of a big transition, or you want to be. (laughs) Maybe you've just had a big spiritual awakening and you're not sure how to even begin integrating it. Or you have so many different ideas of things that you could be doing, but you don't know which one is the most urgent to start with. Well, I'm sure many of us feel at least one of these ways from time to time. So today I want to share with you a technique that you can use to find your rhythm astrologically. A lot of people talk about working with the moon and the moon phases. And of course, I'm one of those people who talks a lot about that. But there's also another way to find your rhythm with the moon. And that is by working with the house that the moon is moving through on your birth chart. That is exactly what we're going to be getting into in this episode. It's so good to be back here with you on the show. Sometimes it feels like the time in between episodes is like an entire lifetime, which is why I'm excited that I've started to send out weekly emails about the energy of each week what to expect, how to work with it and navigate it in a soul-aligned way as you attune to the energy of your dreams and goals. So I'm going to pop a link to the email sign-up for you in the show notes if you're interested in hearing from me a little bit more often. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. So I've been working for myself for over 10 years now. And that means most of my days are completely up to me, what I want to do with them. That was all fine and dandy when I wanted to be this world-class overachiever and shoot for the moon and reach the stars with the amount of things I was getting done every day. But now that I'm in this whole self-love phase... I no longer want to work myself to the bone, and I no longer even feel that motivated to strive as hard as I used to. So that has brought in this much slower pace. And there are some days that go by where I pretty much didn't achieve anything. And I've been learning to be okay with that and not see it as anything is wrong with me. In fact, it's a sign that I've done a lot of healing work. Lately, I've been reading books about overcoming the ego's fear of security and scarcity. And while I love reading new books that break my mind wide open, it's sometimes hard for me to get back into the so-called daily grind. And so the technique that I want to share with you today is one that I've been playing with a lot lately, but one that I think could really help anyone at any time who needs a little more grounding 
And to have more of a sense of direction in where you put your energy from day to day, aside from tracking all of the different planets and everything like that, which can get a bit heady. As I was saying, the moon moves through different phases throughout the month. That is something we all know very well because we can literally see it. And I know we can feel it too, especially listeners of the show. And when we start to dig a little bit deeper into astrology, we learn that the moon also goes through each of the 12 zodiac signs over the course of a month. And that is really helpful because it explains the collective energy of what kinds of themes we tend to be more sensitive about. But each of us also has our own energetic cycle that affects our individual mood from day to day. And in that way, the moon being in Aries might have a certain effect on everyone, but the way each of us sees, feels, and deals with Aries energy in particular is a little bit different. And that is based on the house that lines up with Aries for us on our birth charts. So I'm just using Aries as an example, but each of the zodiac signs correlate with a different house on our astrology charts and the houses are the different areas of life. So if you've ever looked at your astrology chart, I hope you have by now, you'll see the zodiac signs on the outer rim. And then somewhere on your chart, you're going to see 12 numbers counting up from one to 12. Those are the houses. So something that I've been doing when I wake up in the morning And I don't know what to do with my day. I really want to live a soul aligned life. Obviously, I'm trying to be the ambassador of this way of life that I teach and share with so many people. And so, what I started doing was meditating on what to do that day. So, I'd just go and sit. Sometimes the meditations would only be 15 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, just long enough for me to tune in and feel out what is my next move for today. And I think this is a great way to figure out where to start, whether you're overwhelmed with too much to do or you're feeling a little bit directionless, whatever your situation might be. I do find that sitting and just meditating on where to put your attention next can be really helpful. But something I was noticing when I was doing that was, for example, one day I meditated And when I was tuning into what felt alive for me in that moment, like the next thing for me to focus on, I was just thinking to myself, I want to have fun. I just want to have more fun. Why does life have to be so serious? Like, I just want to play. Like, what can I do to have fun was kind of what I was just tuning into over that meditation. And then I got out of the meditation and I checked my phone and I saw that the moon was in my fifth house of fun and creativity that day. And so naturally, that is why I just wanted to have fun. I'm not saying that astrology should be the replacement for our intuition, but more often than not, I was noticing day after day, I would meditate on what is my next move, what's the next thing for me to focus on, and it always correlated with the house the moon was moving through on my astrology chart. Now, I know most of us do have packed schedules and responsibilities. 
I used to be the kind of person who had every hour of every day completely planned out. So there are some things that you might not be able to change, but in those free spaces around your responsibilities, you can still infuse the energy of the house into your day. So first thing I'm going to do is share with you how to look up which house the moon is moving through for you each day. And then I want to go through the houses and talk about how that might affect your mood and what you're caring about each day, what you're going to be more sensitive to in your life. And it's when we align with these energies that we do feel more in the flow, more in tune with our natural rhythm, more safe, more secure, and happier too, because the moon has to do with our emotional fulfillment and security how comfortable we feel in our own skin and with our emotional well-being. So to be able to work with this technique, you're going to need to be able to look up which sign the moon is in in the sky and which house that is on your chart. And if you don't have astrological software, like I know some of you do, but most probably don't, I have put a list of each of these steps that I'm going to tell you right now in the show notes directly below this episode, but you're going to want to head over to astro.com. You're going to click on charts and calculations. It's the first box on the right-hand side. And once you click on that, you can do the first option. So it's just chart drawing ascendant. And at that point, you'll type in your birth details. So you need to know your date, time, and location of birth. This would normally be something I would probably teach in my classes and I'd be able to show you, but it's really not that difficult. So you just type in your birth details and open up your chart. And the first screen you're going to get is just your chart. But then if you press the blue button that says with transits, you're going to be able to see the planets in the sky where they are right now around the outer rim. So basically what you'd be looking at is your chart in the middle, planets where they are in the sky right now, and the outer rim, and the current placements of the planets are green. They're like lime green. And as you look around the wheel, you're going to look for the symbol of the moon on the outer rim. So right now the moon is in my ninth house of education, exploration, and self-discovery. That makes so much sense. It literally just got there. And so this is something that you could just quickly look up anytime you're not really sure what to do with yourself. (laughs) Or like I've been saying, you have too much to do. You don't know where to start. Maybe you're feeling a bit lethargic. Sometimes I feel that way in the summer when it's so hot. Whatever the case might be, when you need a little bit of direction, you can go to astro.com, look up your chart, add the transits, and see which house the moon is in for you. Now, of course, the sign matters too. But as I was saying, each of us work with the energy of the zodiac signs a little bit differently. So what does it mean when the moon is moving through each of the 12 houses and how are they different? How do they make us feel a little bit different? 
there are certain times in each month where we feel a little bit down. We can question ourselves more. And there are times in the cycle when we're more confident to put ourselves out there. We're more motivated to go after our goals. And each of the houses really have to do with the life area that we're the most interested in at the time. It's kind of like the area of life that is the most important area for us to work on improving or finding more of a sense of harmony and alignment within. So for example, if the moon is in your first house of identity, authenticity, and leadership, and when I say in your house, I mean transiting your house. So this doesn't have to do with with your moon sign necessarily, but just which house the moon is in. When the moon's in your first house, it's like a new beginning. So we get excited to put ourselves out there more, to be our most authentic selves. We're more interested in being a leader, in starting new things. Maybe you even want to update your appearance in some way, like get a haircut or dress a little nicer that day. Maybe even update your website or think a little bit more deeply about how others may perceive you. Pretty much anything that has to do with your identity, authenticity, and leadership is what we'll be the most sensitive about when the moon is in our first house. Now, the moon takes about two and a half days to move through a zodiac sign, and each of our houses are different sizes. So the moon could take anywhere between one and three days to move through each of your houses. But within a couple of days, the moon will move out of the first house and into the second house of values, desires, and goal setting. And when the moon is transiting through your second house, you're going to be more focused on feeling how you want to feel, of raising your level of self-worth. This is when we get more into wanting to manifest something. We get more motivated to go after a goal, to figure out what our goals are. And also to let go of things that maybe don't feel that good for you, depending on the phase the moon is in. Then as we keep going around the wheel, the moon will eventually move into your third house of social networking. This is a communicative period of time when we get chatty, we want to call up our friends, talk to the neighbors, (laughs) maybe even reach out and collaborate with somebody else or write or do a podcast episode. Basically, you're just interested in expressing yourself in some way when the moon is transiting through your third house. Then the moon will go through your fourth house of home, family, and long-term security. I notice a lot that the fourth house, the eighth house, and the twelfth house are times in our cycle where we tend to be more withdrawn in our energy. Now, these are water houses, technically fourth, eighth, and twelfth. And when the moon's in the fourth house, we do tend to worry a little bit more. We get more tired. We don't want to be out in public as much. You want might want to be spending your time at home, improving your home, spending time with your family, thinking about your long-term goals for the future. So it's more of an introspective time in the month for us when the moon is transiting our fourth house. What's great about this model is that the moon 
changes every couple of days. So like if you do find yourself in kind of a down mood, first of all, you know why. And second of all, you know that it's going to pass in a couple of days. So you do your inner work and you kind of move on. From there, the moon moves into the fifth house of fun and creativity. That's where it was when I discovered, well, I I already knew about this, but it's when I discovered that my meditation was telling me to do exactly what the moon was already telling me what to do. (laughs) When the moon's in your fifth house, you do. You just want to have more fun. You just want to play. You don't want life to be so serious and focused on the future or the past. You kind of just want to live in the moment and celebrate life for what it is. It can also be a good time for a creative project that doesn't have a lot writing on it. Like you're just making something for fun because it's fun for you or playing with kids, dancing, listening to music. Those are all good fifth house activities. Then things start to get a little more serious because the moon moves into the sixth house of health, work, and daily routines. And that's when we want to get stuff done, like chores and running errands. After the moon was in my fifth house and it moved into my sixth house, all of a sudden I was like, okay, I actually need to schedule these appointments I've been putting off. Like I need to go get an oil change and go to the dentist and clean up around here, whatever, like organize some things. The sixth house is also the house of work. So it is a good time to like go through your inbox for all your emails and check your schedule. Make sure you're going to be on track to getting everything done that you want to get done. And then because it has to do with your health, you might want to be exercising more or eating healthier, taking better care of your body. After that, the moon moves into the seventh house of relationships and one-on-one work. This is when you might realize that you actually need help to manage everything you need to do in your life. So you might want to call on some favors from someone, call up a friend, reconnect with people in your life, bounce ideas back and forth with somebody, or just spend more time with your partner if you have one. So that is what happens when the moon is in the seventh house. Then within the next couple of days, the moon will move into the eighth house of business, finance, and shadow work. And this is, again, one of those houses where I find I get into kind of a bad mood. (laughs) Like, regardless of the sign, like one of the signs in my eighth house is Leo. So you would assume like, oh, Leo, you want to be bright and vibrant and be bold. But actually, I find Leo for me in my eighth house. I get kind of like bitter. (laughs) Not always, but it's the eighth house is when you're focusing on what's wrong and what's keeping you from having what you want in life or feeling how you want to feel. So the eighth house is a time when we're more focused on our problems and figuring out like, how do we get around this? Like you get kind of sick of dealing with the same things that have been holding you back. It is a really helpful time because you do find solutions to problems that Maybe you were afraid to look at before, you just didn't have the energy to do it, but now it's like staring you in the face. The goal of the eighth house is that you come from a space of feeling like weak and vulnerable and upset about stuff to stepping into your power and overcoming those issues so that you feel really strong and on top of everything. 
So that would ideally be what happens by the end of the moon moving through your eighth house. You come up with a strategy to make more money or to integrate difficult experiences that you've had lately. You really have to sit down and figure out your plan for overcoming it. And then usually you do. Now, I've just had the moon in my eighth house the last couple of days. And yeah, like I said, I've just felt kind of moody and like a little bit pessimistic. So I hope it helps you to hear these things because normally I am very like enthusiastic and optimistic and I'm constantly helping people believe in themselves and their dreams. But I, and I know you guys know this, but I like everybody else go through those periods where I'm like, (laughs) obviously, right? And so I just laid down. I knew I wanted to record this episode but I'm like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm just going to lay down for a while. And then within an hour or so, I was like, I'm going to go get a smoothie. (laughs) And so I got up out of bed and I noticed, wow, I feel a lot better. I feel like the energy's lighter. What was I so worried about? Everything's fine, you know? And then sure enough, I come here to record the episode and the moon has indeed moved out of my eighth house within the last hour. So this is how quickly your mood shifts with the moon moving through the houses. And it's just so helpful to know about it. So anyhow, when the moon's in the ninth house, we get excited to learn new things. The ninth house has to do with education, exploration, and self-discovery. So we get out of that shadowy phase of the eighth house where we're kind of doubting ourselves and doubting that the things we want will come to us. And we start to see life more as an adventure. We're starting to want to seek out positive experiences, whether it's through learning something new or changing up your environment, going somewhere else like I did to go get a smoothie. (laughs) Or maybe you want to plan a trip or learn about a different culture. The ninth house is kind of like the rebirth of your curiosity. You start to think more limitlessly about the possibilities that are available to you. And so it's a little more energizing in that way than the eighth house. After the moon moves through the ninth house, it of course is going to move into the 10th house of career and higher calling. And that is when you're going to be more focused on wanting to make a bigger impact. At that point, I'm probably going to get obsessed with work again and think about how I can help more people. The 10th house also has to do with your public image. So you might want to put yourself out there more, share your brand and your mission with more people, look for PR or marketing opportunities. Or if you're looking for a job, maybe you'd want to update your resume, hop on LinkedIn, research what other careers you could be engaging in, or reach out and get a session with me. Then the moon will move into the 11th house of community and friendship. It's a little bit different from the 10th house because we're more interested in giving back our time, energy, and talents to make the world a better place for our community. And this is a little bit more of a selfless energy, whereas the 10th house is more about like, look how much I've accomplished. The 11th house is more like, okay, what do people need around me? It is the house of friendship as well. So 11th house energy does make us want to reach out to our friends, to feel like we're a part of a community, 
to get more involved in organizations that are comprised of like-minded people, whether it's a co-working space, a yoga studio. It's really about finding your people and being a part of their energy, but also giving your energy back to benefit the group in some way. So you might want to hold a group activity of your own or get your friends together or do some research into how your audience or customers need help if you run a business. As you can imagine, that's a little bit more of an outwardly focused energy, but then the moon moves into the 12th house of spirituality and higher purpose. And this is probably the chapter of our lives where we get the most depressed. (laughs) When the moon's moving through your 12th house, you're seeking a greater purpose and meaning to your life. You're wanting to get in tune with the bigger picture of what really matters to you deep down. And so often our first inclination is to ask ourselves, like, what am I doing all this for? (laughs) Like, what does it even matter? It is so normal to fall into a little bit of like a bad mood when the moon's in your 12th house. You do want to retreat from the world. You probably don't want to be around people as much. Even people you love, it's kind of good to be in your own energy or at least to be able to take out a little bit of time for yourself to meditate, to read a spiritual book, to take a class online or something like that. Something that will restore your faith. I know I'm making it sound kind of bad, but (laughs) it is also when the veil is the thinnest between us and like the spirit realm. So you can get a lot of really juicy, intuitive messages during this time if you are able to slow down and be more receptive. Taking a bath or going for a swim or taking a shower can also kind of bring those messages to you a little bit more effectively. But I think it's so good to know about this cycle because we do have moods that go up and down as the days go on. And even a super cheery person is going to feel these ebbs and flows of energy. It's like waves. Now, of course, all the planets go through this same cycle as well. So if you do happen to have your chart up to find which house the moon is in for you right now, you can also take a look at where the other planets are. Most likely, they're going to be pretty spread out among your houses. The moon in the houses is really like what we're going to feel the closest to though, because we're really internalizing that energy. We're feeling kind of sensitive about it. We might be worried about it. It's just like front and center for us, the moon house energy. So that is a really fun technique to play with. Maybe even over time, you'll be able to just kind of know which zodiac sign comprises which of your houses the more that you do this. I do have a calendar of astrological events that you can subscribe to when you join the Cosmic Calling community. You get access to the Cosmic Forecaster and that tells you exactly which sign the moon is in from day to day and what the phase is of the moon as well as all of the other astrological events too and the interpretations for what they mean. So if you do want to dive a little bit more deeply into this technique, 
those resources are available to you in the Cosmic Calling community at soulshineastrology.com slash community. But yeah, I hope you have fun playing with this technique. It really helps you to feel like you're not so crazy. I know some people deal with their emotions better than others, (laughs) but like I'm a double water sign. So I do always kind of like have to be in tune with how I feel. The sun in my chart is aligned with my moon. So I'm very sensitive to these energies, but I think this will be a really fun experiment just to play with. Like notice how you feel and notice if the things you care about shift. I'm sure they will when the moon moves into a different house for you. Alrighty, that's all I'm going to leave you with for today's episode, but I will be back again soon with a juicy interview. I hope you have a magical week finding your flow, and I will be back to chat with you again soon. For complete episode show notes and all of the links and resources mentioned throughout this episode, visit soulshineastrology.com slash Episode 136. For more information on how to use astrology to find your cosmic calling and sign up for astrology email updates, check out soulshineastrology.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for the cosmic calling to help other cool people like us find the show. The Cosmic Calling Community is a gathering place for listeners of the show to connect more deeply with fellow like-minded spiritual seekers. Join us for astrology classes, monthly forecasts, cosmic planning tools, plus bonus features for these podcast episodes by going to soulshineastrology.com community.